Hello and welcome to ITIC Insight, the podcast which shares loss prevention advice from ITIC, the world's leading provider of professional indemnity insurance for transport professionals everywhere. Welcome everyone and thanks for listening to this ITIC podcast. My name's Tom Irving, I'm the General Manager of ITIC and today our guest is Carl Scow, an ITIC Director and the CEO and President of Willemson Ship Management based in Singapore. Hi Carl and thanks very much for joining us today. Yeah, hi Tom and uh, thanks for having me. So as many of you know, ITIC is a club or a mutual insurer and as such we have a board of directors which is made up of the members. And those directors bring various expertise from the different industries that they represent. Uh, and so we're going to have a chat to Carl today about ship management and issues that uh, perhaps he's seeing in that industry at the moment. So Carl, I wonder if you might just start by telling us a bit about your background and your time with WSM. Yeah, sure. Background is slightly varied, if I can say. First, uh, let's say, gotten the feel of the maritime industry Back when I was, a, I was going to say, a young young person, that's, that's a few years ago, I went to sea for a number of years, sailed up to the rank of staff captain on the passenger ships. And then I came ashore and started working in D&D, Classification Society. And from there, I worked uh, in a shipping, couple of shipping companies. And finally, I came to Williamson in around end of 2005, beginning, yeah, end of 2005. And from there, uh, been in Williamson Ship Management, started in crewing. So I do have a passion for crewing and just worked my, I was going to say, worked my way up, as they say. And I've been in this role here since 2000 and end of 2008. Okay. And I suppose we've all been, well, I've certainly been stuck at home more or less for the last 12 months, obviously different situations around the world. So I, I wonder if you might just be able to tell us a bit about what sort of impact COVID and the, the various restrictions of the last 12 months have had on, on your business, perhaps. Yeah, sure. Of course, it's had a huge impact, let, let me say, seen from, from a higher level. Like I mentioned before, we started this podcast. Singapore has uh, identified the maritime industry as a uh, crucial industry. So they've, they've made some exceptions. So, so we've been allowed to work from the office on a rotational basis. So it hasn't been, let's say, a lockdown, work from home consistently type of situation. But for all the other offices, we have about 15 offices around the world. They, they've practically been in some kind of lockdown, more or less, most of the time. And I'd say our biggest office in uh, Malaysia, we have about 200 employees there. They've, they've been in constant lockdown down or, or movement control order, which they call it there. I think that's been probably around closer to six months plus minus. So, so it's been been a tough period for them there. So uh, it's been a, a tough time. And we've also, of course, had the impact when it comes to crew changes. I think that's the biggest impact of, of this whole pandemic for at least our part. And, and not being able to change crew, that, that's one side of the coin. And, of course, the other side of the coin is all the CFRs who are at home, who don't have an income, who don't have a job, but uh, as everybody else needs needs to have some kind of uh, money coming in to feed the family and, and et cetera, et cetera. So it's impacted us on, on a number of areas, I would say. So, yeah. I suppose that's right. There's a lot of focus, isn't there, on, on the crew that has been stuck on stuck on vessels and you hear some stories about crew not being ashore for sort of 17 18 months i suppose perhaps you, there's not so much attention on the on the crew 
who are at home and can't get on board perhaps. And I suppose also, Carl, do you have issues? I, I guess there's, you know, a number of requirements around test COVID testing for crew, which m- w- must be another thing that you, you and your colleagues get, get involved with, is that right? That's right. Uh, what, what we have done is we, we have kind of, uh, what shall we say, uh, COVID protocols, which we have implemented through our manning agency network. The, here is a requirement to quarantine before going out uh, to a ship. And during that quarantine period, they have to take two COVID tests, PCR tests, and they obviously have to be negative. And when they are negative and they've been in a quarantine, then they are able to go out uh, and, and join the vessel. So, yes, we are um, doing testing of, of all crew who now go out to join the vessel. Okay. And I, I note that Williamson Ship Management is one of the signatories. I think there's about 600 uh, different companies that have signed the Neptune Declaration. Uh, okay. Thomas Miller is one of those as well. I, I don't know if you can maybe just tell us a little bit about that and what that's aiming to, to achieve. Well, it's, it's focusing on a number of different, uh, let's say, areas related to crew and, and what we've seen in this pandemic. And I think uh, maybe it's the wrong word, but, but the good, good thing we can take out of this pandemic is that crew welfare has now been or has come into focus more and more. Uh, we are seeing kind of the conditions crew are working on, under, uh, how they are treated, not getting home, staying on board, like you said, 15, 16, 17 months. So I think this is just building up and enforcing and supporting crew welfare as it really should be uh, moving ahead. And it's sad to say that we need the pandemic to, what should I say, uh, shift our focus onto this topic. But at the same time, it's now being focused on. So, so we have to be glad for that. So uh, I guess as well as crewing, can you can you think of any other issues, I suppose, that might have sort of cropped up over the last 12 months that maybe, you know, people sort of hadn't hadn't foreseen prior to that. I think we've certainly you know, a number of seen a number of issues perhaps for our for our membership, which, you know, wouldn't necessarily have been an issue before everyone was, you know, as restricted as they are. So I don't know if there's any sort of other issues you might be able to pick up on. As, as I said, the, you know, the crew change issue has probably been the biggest impact. And uh, I think going into the pandemic, we didn't really grasp the seriousness and, and could foresee what would happen when it came to crew change. And I think uh, most of us thought probably things would continue more or less as normal. And if anything, maybe a, some small hiccups, maybe a slowdown. And I don't think anybody could foresee or predict anything like what we've gone through today or up until today. And what, what I think has been the hardest, or not the hardest, but probably the strangest, if I can use that word, part of this whole thing is the lack of cooperation between nations on how to solve the, the crew crisis. Because prior, prior to the pandemic, nations are cooperating left, right and center, or at least they're saying they are cooperating. And when it came to crunch time, we see everybody basically taking care of themselves, which probably is more or less natural uh, now in in this type of situation. But uh, what we have seen is that in all this, uh, one industry has been basically running as it always has run, and that is shipping. And if it hadn't been for shipping, I I think the world would be slightly different than what it is now today. So I think what we couldn't foresee uh, is the lack of cooperation in in solving a global issue like this. That's interesting. Yeah, I suppose it's um, you know you're obviously dealing with these issues around the world. Ships ships going everywhere, and 
you know, we, we sometimes find, find it hard enough to know what the restrictions are on us kind of locally. So to sort of manage that on a much more global global level must be it must be a real challenge so i suppose looking looking ahead now maybe you know over the next sort of one or two years and what what do you see as any particular issues or challenge and challenges for, for ship managers as a as a sector as a sector i see uh, a number of challenges definitely but i also see a lot of opportunities so so not to forget that those on the challenge side for sure we will see energy uh, emissions, decarbonization, IMO 2030, 2015. These are the topics which are, are on the agenda today. I think the closest one coming up now is the energy uh, efficiency index, which which will be implemented in a couple of years. So, so it's all about emissions, decarbonization, moving ahead now for sure. So, so I think that's what is starting to take everybody's, uh, let's say, focus, if if not already. So, so. Those are the ones which are coming now. Okay, I might just have a ask you a few things about your time on the ITIC board, which I think is just coming up to three years. It's a shame we probably would normally have seen a bit more of you, but uh, <laughs> the last twelve months yeah. we've been having the virtual meetings and look for looking for at least another couple probably this year. So I don't know if you. I mean, what, what have you what have you enjoyed most about being being an ITIC director? If anything, hopefully something. But, uh, <laughs> no, I have for sure, for sure. Yeah, I was thinking uh, how long I've been been on the board, and I think I joined late 2018. So, so then I managed to calculate that I've had the three face-to-face meetings. I think it would be, and then of course 2020, there were there was one at the beginning of the year. That was the third one, and then uh, that's it. So, so uh, even if I've been here a number of years, the face-to-face meetings unfortunately haven't been uh, that many. But uh, even though not that many, it's it's been a very enjoyable time. First of all, learn, learning a lot more about the industry uh, as such. Secondly, being, uh, I would say, a voice into ITIC representing the ship management industry, making sure that ITIC has, a, let's say, a, an offering, a service offering, which, which is uh, applicable for the ship management industry at least, and also giving... Hopefully, some uh, and contributing hopefully with some expertise and knowledge to all this, and not least, but but uh, just as important, all, all the people you meet in 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 ITIC. Yes, we do have a, have a diverse board of directors, and it is always interesting to sort of bring bring the directors together, and for us as managers as well to to speak to them, perhaps hear a bit more sort of you know, as to what the issues are that they're they're facing, and also get the get the expertise from them. And I think part of the Sort of impetus for doing this, this, these particular podcasts is that we would generally have uh, when we when we you know meet in different places around the world a, a function or a seminar for local members and, and insurance brokers, and I know they particularly find it you know really good to, to be able to meet our directors and you know speak speak to people who are pretty high up in their in their industry. So it's a shame we've sort of lost that for the moment, but this is hopefully a, a little bit of a way of you know keeping that contact up so on a lot of things Carl I wonder um, I mean I know from when when I last saw you which I think was in Barcelona that you're uh, you're into your fitness and you're off running each morning I think along along the beach have you managed to, <laughs> to keep all of that up uh, in the last 12 months or? well uh, I, I can say Singapore is not the place to go skiing so so obviously I have some substitutes uh, for the sports so um, riding is the big thing here so, so we get to do a lot of riding, and I think my colleagues in the office and, and everywhere else, they've 
pretty much set new annual records for for how long they've ridden. So uh, that's basically what, what we do here now, riding in the mornings and evening. So right, yes. plenty of opportunities. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd be, I'd be rushing out for a run in the, in the Singapore heat. <laughs> so maybe um, I, I suspect that you've been, you know, quite restricted in terms of your travel over the last 12 months, like most of us. I don't, I don't know if you want to tell me about maybe one or two things you're sort of looking forward to once once life does return to some form of normality. Well, you said the key word there, travel, but actually that's not what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I have to admit, prior to COVID, probably had around 150 plus minus travel days a year. So, so my cup for traveling is quite full. But uh, on the other hand, uh, once this is over, I think I'll be looking forward to meeting employees, meeting clients again, meeting new people. And I think that's the most fun part of my job is, is meeting people around the world, as you also mentioned, uh, with ITIC and the meetings there and the local members, etc. So that, that's what I'm looking forward to, for sure. And I hope that will be very soon. So we're all positive here in the office. So we think second half of this year, we will start seeing some movement. But uh, let's wait and see. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, um, thanks very much for that, Carl. It was, it was really interesting, and I think all of our all of our listeners would have would have enjoyed that as well. So, just remains for me to say thank you very much for your for your time and giving up some time today. And yes, hopefully we can yeah, meet again meet again soon. So, thanks very much. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure, and I hope to see you soon on some travel. Brilliant. Okay. Thanks. Take care. Thank you for listening to Itik Insight. We hope you found this edition interesting and informative. To ensure you never miss an episode, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and wherever you get your podcasts.